Probably best to start at the beginning, where where I first found out that my dad was ill. So I knew that he was ill for just being ill when we went on a family holiday to Ibiza. Um, and normally it would just be me, my mum, and my dad. But on this particular holiday. It was my aunties, uncles, grand, granddad, cousins. So one big family holiday to Ibiza. Which, looking back, I can see why. <laughs> so, my dad was in bed ill for some of the holiday and I, I just thought he was ill. With sickness and that kind of thing that you get when you're on holiday sometimes you eat something a bit dodgy but so I was 12 13 at the time didn't really think anything of it and I remember it had just been Christmas when I was 13 so it just coming into January 1991 and I was told that my dad had cancer. I remember going up into my bedroom and crying because I've been told that it was serious, which obviously it was anyway, but it was really serious and he wasn't going to get any better. And I remember crying loads. But that's all I can remember at that point. So after that time, obviously things decided to go a bit south in terms of my dad's health. And he started chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And there was, there was one funny moment out of all the darkness. And I remember my dad had big, thick, bushy black hair, like real thick hair, uh, curly, tight curling. It was, it was difficult to describe. And before he started chemotherapy, he decided he was going to shave his hair and shave all his hair off. So when he had chemo, it didn't fall out and look odd from a man who's had thick bushy black hair for years for as long as I have remembered him that was all I remember seeing him with hair like and he started chemotherapy and his hair didn't fall, <laughs> fall out so <laughs> so in the midst of all of this nightmare situation that was going on that was one thing that we used to look back on and it's one thing I look back on now and laugh about in a weird way because of all the the crappy times that were to go after that that was one thing I could look back on and laugh and say just our luck that shaves his head 
and then he doesn't lose his hair. But I don't remember too much of his illness. Um, this was 31 years ago now, 30, 31 years ago. So obviously memories do fade a bit and I'm at the point now where I can't even remember his voice, what he sounded like. And that's, that's another difficult bit to deal with, to be honest with you. Because back then there was no no video cameras, really. Not many people had video cameras. There's no, no video evidence. I say evidence, but there's no sort of video record of my dad that I know of. So it's quite difficult. I can't even remember what he sounds like which is tough but anyway so I got told that he was ill and I was told that he was not going to get better three months before he died so obviously I, I didn't really know what to do I didn't really know what to expect and it was difficult so I, I was 13 so I was just doing my doing 13 year old stuff and going out and playing football and what didn't Oh, did help, didn't help was my dad was the actual manager of the football team that I played for so he used to come when he was ill and watch from sidelines in the car and that that was the new normal for a while um And, yeah, things went downhill quite quickly within the last three months, as you can well imagine. And I'm only saying this bit so you can sort of understand the bit before the grief starts. So, my parents had known for a lot longer than me, obviously, that he was ill. So they could start the grieving a little bit earlier. I couldn't, I didn't know how to, to deal with it all. And I just done normal things that 13 year olds did and went out. But following a particular time, I realised how ill he was when he used to have a morphine pump that used to put morphine into him like a morphine gun type thing and any time he needed pain relief he could press press the button on the gun and it would give him a shot of morphine and one day he was standing at the top of the stairs and he was all tangled up in it and this was my dad who was a builder and football team manager and he was completely helpless and I was hoping to try and 
help him out. Which I did, obviously, and untangle him from the tubes. And it was at that point that I realised that things were pretty fucking rough at that point. But I remember we just we just got on with it, and towards the end, he went into a hospice, like a local community cottage hospital. And I didn't see him again. I didn't see him in the hospital. And I think that's one of the things that I struggled with after all the years. I said I didn't get to see him at the end. And I remember knock at the door and I went to answer it. And I was told by the person there that Dad had died. And that was it. And then started the next 30 years of me trying to deal with him not being there anymore. 